NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10 4. Nice tonight. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Trouble right. turn four. Kyle Larson is around. My nose is in pretty good. Yeah, it looks like it's the gap to the nose is not good. Sorry. Clint Boyer is indeed the race winner. Official 14 is your winner, boys. Yeah! NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Right on our string. From the Motor Racing Network Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live right here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley back with you along with the rest of the MRN crew. And we have a jam-packed show for you this week. We're going to kick things off and... We're going to focus on Clint Boyer winning the Firekeepers Casino 400 over the weekend at Michigan International Speedway. We'll talk about that. Been pretty dicey on social media. They are not bashful about partying when the Boyers win a race. We'll catch up with Clint about that. Find out what his plans are for the off weekend, the off Father's Day weekend coming up this weekend for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. We will look back at the Firekeepers Casino 400 with a NASCAR Live Backtracks. And we're also going to look ahead. This weekend, it's a doubleheader at Iowa Speedway. Both the NASCAR Xfinity Series and the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series are going to be there. From the Xfinity Series side of the house, we'll chat with point leader Elliot Sadler. He'll give us a preview of the Iowa 250 coming up on Sunday. From the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series side, Noah Gregson will preview the M&M's 200 coming up on Saturday. And John Hunter Nemechek, well, he's competing in both of them. We'll get his perspective on running double duty this weekend in Newton, Iowa as well. With Father's Day this weekend, as we mentioned a moment ago, Kevin Harvick's going to chat with us about balancing his racing career and his son, Keelan. Plus, we've got this week in NASCAR history, our social media minute, and a whole lot more. But first, let's get caught up on the latest in NASCAR news with NASCAR Today Middays, Kyle Ricky, Kyle? Mike, while the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series has this coming weekend off, both the NASCAR Xfinity and Camping World Truck Series will be racing at the Iowa Speedway in Newton, Iowa. One driver that will be in both events for the first time is former NASCAR Kane and Pro Series champion Justin Haley. The 19-year-old will pilot his number 24 truck for GMS Racing on Saturday, while he'll make his NASCAR Xfinity Series debut on Sunday in the number 23 car for GMS. What I've been working for, um, obviously there's one more step to go, but uh, I'm pretty content at the Xfinity Series right now and, and happy to be even involved in it and have the opportunity with GMS Racing and to get the call uh, meant a lot to me. And 
Um, for them to put me in the car uh, at Iowa means a lot, and I've had good success at Iowa in the Canaan Series and the Truck Series, so I'm pretty pumped about it. Motor Racing Network will have live coverage of both races. On Saturday, our live coverage of the Truck Series will kick off at 6.30 Eastern Time, while our coverage of Sunday's Xfinity Series race is set for 4.30 Eastern. Mike? Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we're looking back at the Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan with a NASCAR Live Backtracks, and later, we'll hear from Noah Gregson. One loan of tool from AutoZone can do more than most. It can help tune up an engine, tackle a brake job, throw down on a rebuild. It can work fast and hard or slow and steady. It can help grind it out, fix it right. It tightens, loosens, twists, turns, and repairs to get it done. And it did all of that just last week. There's over 100 specialty tools that AutoZone loans for free to help you get more jobs done. From free services to the right parts and advice, doing more is what we do best. Deposit required. See store for details. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it! Drum solo! Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. This week's NASCAR Live Backtracks is coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, weather played a huge role in the Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan International Speedway. Here's how it sounded with this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. Kurt Busch will lead the field of the green flag in his Ford. Saying two to go here. Give a thumbs up if you like the track, please. Good for him. There's a little bit of mist in turn two, but as good as it's going to be. Well, thanks again, everybody, for all your hard work and commitment. Nice and smooth today. Just do your job. The race will come to us. We'll be right there. Thank you. Kurt Busch and Brad Keselowski on the front row. They come into the trioval, and the green flag is finally waving at Michigan International Speedway. Ready? Ready. Tapping his shoulder. Green flag, green flag. Bubba Wallace gets into the back end and turns David Reagan. Reagan backs hard into the outside retaining wall. Sides are up. Are the right down there, Bubba? Uh, I don't know. I can't tell which side's down, but they're down. Well, come right to us. Come right to us. Four tires and get back out, guys. Four tires to make sure we don't have a fender rub and then we need to get back out. We'll come back around and fix it. One to go. Pit road was open. Now they have turned the red lights on. Ryan Blaney, who had a two and a half second lead before the caution, he'll line up alongside Kurt Busch. Now, sir, Kurt hits on us. We could have come out first and f***ing won a stage, but no. Kurt pits. Yeah, it should have been the end of the stage. But I did it before last year, poking up too, so we'll get back up there. Caution flag coming out. Matt Ken's apparently spinning that board off of turn number four. Just be ready if it catches on fire. Now we can only hope. Damn. It's kind of dragging turn to stuff fast. Doing the best we can to get back there, obviously. Remember, Kyle Larson started back in 26th. He is already up to second. Do you think Kyle Larson can win? So that rain kind of stayed together now. It's about 11 or 12 miles out, so... There's a good chance we'll be racing it to the end of the second stage. We're making it up far. Okay. Triple turn number four. Daniel Suarez gets turned. He leans on Paul Menard, and he'll spin to the bottom of the racetrack. We got a little bit of right side work, but that doesn't look too bad. We're going to need a little right front center. My tire is gone. 
So we're gonna lose enough anyway, so I better go slow. Yeah, definitely at this point, uh, just take it easy. Trouble Run. turn four, Kyle Larson is around. He loses control of his Chevrolet, spins and hooks the mud on the infield grass. Solo car spin. Lock it down, lock it down. Be ready, guys. All right, just watch your temps here. The front's totally plugged. And your left rear is down, right rear is down. Front looks okay. My nose in pretty good, footer's right. Yeah, it looks like it's the gap to the nose is not good. Sorry. It's going to be two tires only for Kyle Busch. Yeah, that's how treacherous these things are. Fastest car on the racetrack catches up to somebody and spins out. In a window here, what do you need? No. no. Track position. That ass through the corners and sucks down the straightaway. Head former. Head former. Martin Truex Jr., an uncharacteristic 15th place position for him. And he's trying to get his way back to the front. I'm going to splinter away in here or something. Man, I don't know, I'm sure it's still higher. We were running 15, so. That's not the question I asked. Yeah, but I mean, we're running 3750. We worked up 36, 3650, which is what the top five's running. So, yeah, it's on the high side, but I mean, I don't know what we do about it. For this thing, I can't get close to anyone. When they, uh, if the guy in front of me goes to the bottom or the guy, he's trying to pass, I slow down half second. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with this thing. And again, Know right now that Clint Boyer is on his radio saying, "Yep, they got to call this thing Boy. off. It is coming down like a tsunami out here. I yep. can't see anything." Hey, it's wet over here. No, the track's wet. The boat I said is windshield getting wet. Yeah, look at the asphalt, dark on the apron. I mean, I know it sounds weird coming from me, but it is. NASCAR has just told us the race is official. With just not enough time left in the day to drive the racetrack, Clint Boyer is indeed the race winner. Official 14 is your winner, boys. Ah, uh, yes. Pit strategy put Clint Boyer out in front and propelled him to his second win of 2018 some of the best in-car audio with this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. Joining us now is our Kim Kuhn with this week's Social Media Minute. Kim, what's everybody talking about? Well, Mike, the question is, who's not talking about Clint Boyer? Because everything I've seen on social media this week has been all about Clint Boyer and his win at Michigan. Specifically, Clint himself and the tweets he's been putting out. So funny. He tweeted, dreamed we won Michigan. Reality woke up with a massive hangover on a week-long vacation with kids screaming, phone dead, wife pissed, brother outside puking, and can't find my flip-flops. Yep, we must have won with a laughing emoji. So he certainly has lived up to his partying self and has been celebrating that win. I loved, though, NHRA star Courtney Force tweeted back to Clint after he posted that and said, geez, you're making me feel like I didn't celebrate my win right just kidding. Congratulations. To which Clint replied back, always celebrate a win like it's your last. Which I think that's a great mentality. Obviously, Clint is such a fun guy to see in victory lane. But there were more people who came to Twitter to congratulate the driver of the number 14 Stuart Haas Racing Ford, including his pal, country music star Blake Shelton. Yep, you heard it right. He even took to Twitter to congratulate Clint, saying, boy, Clint. Damn happy for you, brother. Hashtag Clint won Michigan. So certainly we always look forward to when Clint Boyer is in victory lane because we know there's going to be some fun stuff on Twitter and Instagram. But remember, you can follow us at MRN Radio. And if you're going to tweet us, use that hashtag AskMRN. Thank you, Kimmy. Coming up on NASCAR Live, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series driver Noah Gregson will join us. And later, Michigan winner Clint Boyer will stop by. 
grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are grunt style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at gruntstyle.com. You're smart, got your own trucking business, making it happen. What if I told you there is a place online where you could connect with other smart owner operators just like you? It's an online community called Team Run Smart, where people share advice on truck maintenance, fuel savings, healthy habits on the road, and so much more, all to make your business more profitable. And it's all free. Visit TeamRunSmart.com today to check it out. You'll be glad you did. TeamRunSmart.com, brought to you by Freightliner Trucks. NASCAR Camping World Truck Series driver Noah Gregson is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Earlier today, our Woody Kane had a chance to catch up with Cowbush Motorsports driver Noah Gregson, chatting about this weekend's NASCAR Camping World Truck Series M&M's 200 at Iowa Speedway and a whole lot more. It's this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. Well, no, let's start with Iowa. Last time you went there, you won the pole, had a top 10 finish, a little bit of a unique track. How does it race in your mind? I like it. It's probably my favorite track on um, all the truck series schedule, just simply because it's so, I feel like, driver-dependent, and uh, the driver can make a lot there on the racetrack um, just because you can run so many different lines. You can run the bottom, and once the tires wear out, um, you can start moving up, run the middle, run the top side, and uh, really gives the drivers a lot of options. So uh, seventh pole there last year. Um, so always like that track in K&N, and when I raced that series, and then uh, definitely love it in the truck series since I qualified on the pole. So it's, uh, it's a fun track and uh, definitely puts on a really good, great race summer stretch for you guys now you head the gateway after that and you've got several races in a row do you feel like now you can finally get into a groove whereas before it was a couple weeks on a couple weeks off back and forth like that yeah definitely uh just getting that rhythm that consistency back at the racetrack working with my crew chief rudy fugel and the rest of my team um just growing that bond and growing that team chemistry is is big for a first year driver driving for rudy fugel and, and the rest of this team so just getting to know each other, I feel like uh, we've done a good job with that so far, and now it's just uh, just fine-tuning little things before the chase starts. Talk to you earlier. Playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs start. Talk to you earlier this year before you got the, the stint in the Xfinity car, and you and Kyle Busch both said at the time, I think that will be helpful in that you might be able to bring some ideas back to the truck team. So how did it work out for you in terms of being able to help your truck effort? Yeah, I think it's uh, been a big help to my confidence um, personally, and and driving those cars, they don't—they lack a lot of the downforce. They don't have as big of a spoiler, um, a lot less splitter, um, not as much side force. So you really lack um, the racetrack being in, or the race car being in the racetrack. And so uh, getting back into the trucks, they're so stuck into the racetrack that um, it's kind of like one of those deals: practice harder than any play. So uh, getting back into the truck series trucks. Um, Especially at, at Dover, where I ran the double duty, I got out of the Xfinity car back into my Toyota Tundra on the truck side, and um, I noticed right then and there after practice that it was a big difference. I had a lot more confidence in uh, in my Tundra, and so I think that's uh, the biggest thing is just just driving those those Xfinity cars where 
Uh, my Toyota camera was really on edge and out of the racetrack and really unsecure and insecure um, on corner entry, and so that helped me when I got back in the trucks. I think that's something you hear a lot about in other sports, confidence. But is it underestimated in racing, you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can go from the highs to highs of winning a race, and then you can go to the lows to the lows and finish dead last the next race. So um, there's just so many fa- factors that are um, come into play in racing. And so um, it's so hard to win these races just because you have to be perfect throughout the whole race. You can't make any mistakes, and very rarely uh, – does everything come together and when it does that's why it means so much to us drivers and us teams because um i know damn well that my team works the hardest in the garage and i think it shows out there on the racetrack so uh so i try and put my best effort on and off the racetrack and uh and it's been working good for me this year so uh, just trying to keep that consistency trying to keep that confidence and uh that momentum rolling for the future definitely helps Speaking of other sports, I see you've been really following the Golden Knights in the NHL. Unfortunately, they didn't get the cup. But for a first-year team to do what they did, that was remarkable. Were you a hockey guy before, or did they make you a hockey fan? I played hockey when I was six, so I grew up in Las Vegas. So it's like it's not like a Wisconsin thing or anything. You don't anything. think of Vegas as hockey, though. Yeah, so uh, I played when I was six for a year and finished out the year. Um, and then I'm like, man, I don't, I don't really love this, you know. So uh, never really watched it since then, and then got back into it this year Vegas got the hockey team and I didn't know if they were gonna succeed hockey in the desert you know it's not one of those things that is uh sounds very popular but the town came together and uh and all of Las Vegas supported it and it was it was really cool to see what they were able to do um just as a city and, and as a team and man they were there's some good players on that team and uh the other teams before might not have thought so, and so that's why they went to Vegas as an expansion team, but uh, it ended up working out. I was watching the game last week when we were in Texas, and, uh, man, I wanted them to win so bad. But, uh, hey, make it the Stanley Cup, first year expansion team. It was uh, more than we could have ever asked for at the beginning of the year, so uh can only get better from here on out. You mentioned how they helped bring the city together after the the tragedy there, the shooting, and uh, it seemed like they, in a, in a positive way, embraced that that try to bring the city together feel did, did you feel that when you were there and around those guys absolutely i mean um we were racing in vegas the truck series um for the fall race that that uh that weekend and we flew out that saturday night um the next day or we flew out sunday morning and and that night um that's when the tragedy happened and um when stuff like that has happened in the past um different places like i've been saddened by it but it didn't really affect me personally or emotionally and then the vegas deal it really hit close to home so just seeing how the community came together um and everybody rallied back and and supported each other was was really really cool to see in this day and age i think a lot of people are still kind of thinking okay that's over and done with but there's still a lot of people who are recovering and still needing help right absolutely i mean just the way that the whole city like i said came together and uh, seeing everybody donating blood and um, I mean it's still still something when when I go back home um, I went back home during the winter time and um, you still see it all the time uh, Vegas strong signs billboards um, everything I mean I think it'll be within Vegas's heart forever and uh, definitely something we won't forget about but we'll try and look at the positives of it and, and not let anything like that happen again and remember those who we lost that's Switty Kane and Noah Gregson coming up on NASCAR Live. Clint Boyer is going to talk about his win over the weekend. And later, 
Elliot Sadler will join us. This is NHRA Funny Car Driver Courtney Force. Time to head to Advance Auto Parts for low prices and tons of free services. We offer free battery, starter, and alternator testing and free battery installation with purchase. Plus, Speed Perks members earn up to $20 in rewards. Don't miss out. Visit an Advance or participating CarQuest Auto Parts store near you today. Advance Auto Parts. Let's get you back on the road. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting racingelectronics.com. Uh, we've got doubleheader action this weekend at Iowa Speedway. Our coverage begins Saturday evening with the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series M&M's 200. It'll begin 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And then we're back Sunday, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, Iowa 250. Our coverage begins 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Come on out and check things out. Get your tickets, iowaspeedway.com. Michigan winner Clint Boyer joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, we were at Michigan International Speedway at day's end, abbreviated as it was. It was Clint Boyer going to victory lane, win number two of 2018, and he joins us on the hotline right now. Clint, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Congratulations on getting the win up there in the Irish Hills over the weekend. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Big win. It was, uh, you know, it's just, kind of unexpected i mean we were a, a top three car but that four car was so dominant up there and uh, next thing you know captain calls two tires looking at me you're literally the only person that did that thinking oh man we're in big trouble and then uh then you know you know weather's coming you just tried to go out and do the best you could on a restart get up through the gears get getting beat off of two so you can have that clean air for, you know, however many laps it takes to try to hold him off and just pray that the rain comes before that. And <laughs> as luck could have it, it did. I watched that restart. You got out in front there for a moment. Harvick comes roaring back on the inside, gets about a half a car length out in front of you, and then all of a sudden you came blasting off the top of turn number two. How deep did you have to dig to get that run coming off two to ultimately get that clean air and get the lead? Well, that was just it. I, you know, you try to run it off in there um, as hard as you can because you know he's going to on the bottom. And on those older tires like that, it just takes them a second to, to get turned, it seems like. And you know that going in, but you know you can't give the, you know too much room or he'll clear you. And I went in as far as, as uh, you know, I thought I could. And, and sure enough, the car kind of slid up the track. And, and it's like it just takes a second for it to clean clean the rubber off of the tire or whatever. And as soon as it does, it'll bite, turn left, and away you go. And, and until it does that, you better not pick up the gas or you're going to be in big trouble, in which you didn't off the two. So once it, once it did and turned left, I smashed the gas as hard as I could. And he left me some room there. You know, it was going to be really, really tight if he'd, uh, um, you know, pinch me up and and uh but but he did leave me some room as able to get to the outside it's just one of those deals he knew you know you could tell that he didn't think that the weather was going to be that quick and it probably wouldn't have he'd have been fine 
uh, the caution came out and kind of saved us there. So it was one of those things where he was being patient and, and I was going um, you know, out of desperation as hard as I could possibly go. You know, that all that happened after that uh, pitch strategy call that uh, your crew chief, Mike Bogoravitz, made. Did you think he lost his mind? Did you think something happened on top of the pit box? Because we didn't see anybody do four tire, or we didn't see anybody do a lot of two tire stops on Sunday. I mean, we already had a win. You know what I mean? It was time. It was a good. It was a good gamble. You know, it, it, if if it wouldn't have worked out, we'd have probably ended up second or third anyway, which is where we were. So I'm proud of him. You know, that was a, kind of an uncharacteristic call for him and. And uh, he made it and won us the race with doing so. Before we start talking about your weekend plans and Father's Day time with the family, you know, you, you, you alluded to this just a few moments ago. You've really been through a lot in your career, and you've come back out of this valley now, and you're running fast. You're running up front. What's your frame of mind like these days? Because there was a time when pickings were kind of slim, and now it seems that you've emerged from that and you're very competitive, and seems like you're in a much better place. Where's your frame of mind these days? What is your frame of mind? Well, it's just way more confident. You know what I mean? I mean, it's uh, only success can breed confidence. It's just the way sporting is. All sports are that way. I mean, you can be a confident person. You can think you can be a confident person. You're not a confident person until you have the success again in what you do, and certainly being able to find that is uh, – uh, it's been just a ton of fun. Um, you know, it's gratifying going going through some some tough times, um, getting back uh, to where you you feel like you're capable of running and, and doing so. Uh, um, sure makes you you know appreciated uh, even more. And then to to get into victory lane, um, you know, somebody I don't even remember who it was uh, on Twitter yesterday. Somebody was saying thinking, oh, Courtney Forrest said. Uh, I mean. You made me look bad celebrating, and I'm telling you, I've always lived by that rule. You always <laughs> celebrate a win like it's your last because you never know. It just could be. You're absolutely right, and you've done a heck of a job with that. As we look at Stuart Haas Racing, it seems like things are just banging on all eight cylinders right now. The four car with Kevin Harvick's running up front. You're, you're winning races, the 10 and the 41 with Eric Almarola, Kurt Busch. They seem to be gaining on it. Where is the organization right now as we've just crossed the halfway point of the regular season? I think uh, Stuart Haas is just – it's ever since he walked in the door. I mean, last year was frustrating on a lot of counts for me, you know, because you could see you could see the potential and everything that was there, and just for whatever reason, it just – stars weren't lining up. Um, Off-season, regrouped, re, uh, you know, shuffled some people around, personnel and things like that. Uh, you know, Greg and Brett Fruit did and, and um, you know, learned a lot about our, our Fords and things like that. There was some rule changes that kind of alluded to some of those things. And it just, uh, it was just, it took off right from Daytona. It just felt different. Our cars were fast. They were competitive. Went to Atlanta. They were fast, competitive. Um, I mean, we've had one-two finishes. We had a one-two-three finish. That's the thing. Last year, it was just like, the, you know, we only had one car that was capable of consistently running good. This year, all four cars are running up front. I mean, Kurt, he's been knocking on the doors, got crazy speed as he always has. He's going to win a race soon. Eric, I'm telling you, that's all he's missing is, is getting his win. If he could get a win under his belt, he would be uh, – um, you know, it's 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 a confidence thing. Uh, he has the fast cars. He's got a great team. They're making good decisions. They're working well together. All he's missing is a win, and he'll be the same same place I'm in. 
Well, you folks seem like you're in a pretty good spot right now as we start to head into the back half of the regular season, head off into the playoffs. you got a couple of wins under your belt, but you've got a little time to kick back and relax and enjoy the family. What are the plans for Father's Day weekend for you and the rest of the crew? Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm a little guy and, and Laura and, and Presley weren't uh, uh, there in Victory Lane as uh, my brother Casey and his family were on their way up to pick me up. And we came over to the lake. We uh, had a big time with a lot of friends on, on the lake yesterday. We just bought us a new tube so we can all, all go tubing. We're pretty pumped up. We'll let you get back to vacation. Enjoy your time away, my friend. We can't wait to see you back on the road course out in Sonoma. I can promise you this. My brother and I were sitting here. We, we feel a lot better about ourselves today. We, you know, a good nine hours of sleep does, does a body good. So uh, we're back in the game. Thanks, man. See you, bud. Appreciate it. <laughs> That's Clint Boyer. Coming up, we're talking to John Hunter Nemechek about doing the double dip at Iowa this weekend. And later, Elliot Sadler joins us. I'm not blooming good. I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo! I want that onion to bloom. And it get in my senses like a sonic boom. No rules, just right. So cold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback steak tonight. Outback steak house. That's what it's all about. Don't miss the biggest party of the summer. Get tickets to the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Overton's 400 race and see for yourself. Witness speed unlike anything you've ever seen. Party with people from all over and listen to Randy Hauser live in concert. All in one weekend, June 28th through July 1st. Experience the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Overton's 400 race in person. Get your tickets at chicagolandspeedway.com now. John Hunter Nemechek is coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Three laps to go, a rim ride battle to the outside. A lap later, he went to the bottom of the racetrack, stole the lead from Prusco and Sauter. John Hunter Nemechek through turn three and four, set sail for victory lane. He won last week at Gateway. He's going to win at Iowa Speedway as several trucks spin off of turn three and four. But John Hunter Nemechek is your victor. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded one year ago. John Hunter Nemechek going to victory lane at Iowa Speedway. And we welcome you back to NASCAR Live, the winner of last year's NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race is on the hotline, and he joins us now. John Hunter, welcome back to NASCAR Live. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're doing fantastic. Thank you for taking time to join us. I know that you have a busy week. You're getting ready to do some double duty this weekend at Iowa. Before we before we go down the Iowa path, let's let's take a step back and talk a little bit about Michigan over the weekend. A very interesting LTI printing 250, just from the standpoint of there was a new aerodynamic package in play, and a lot of folks have some thoughts to share about that. What are your thoughts about what you raced Saturday there in the Irish Hills to a 13th place finish? Yeah, it was definitely an interesting race for sure. Um, it was a little bit like Daytona and Talladega. You were able to get the big runs that you got at Daytona and Talladega. You're able to hook up and uh, actually tandem um, down the straightaways, kind of like you have been able to in the past. Um, and I think that goes back to a few years ago when you saw the tandem at Daytona and Talladega and how fast cars were going. Um, overall, it was kind of single file. There weren't a lot of passes being made. The top line definitely excelled um, throughout restarts and through the race. But 
overall, um, I felt like it was a decent show. I wish we would have finished a little bit better. Um, we definitely had a faster car than 13th, but um, it's an all right day bringing it home in one piece, and we'll actually get to go do some real racing this weekend in Iowa. How much of an adjustment was it to get used to running what you did at Michigan as opposed to what you did the week prior at Pocono? Yeah, um, I don't want to say it was a huge adjustment from Pocono to Michigan. Uh, Michigan, we were wide open compared to Pocono where we weren't. Um, we we're actually still lifting at Pocono. So um, it's definitely a little bit of an adjustment, not huge, um, but there was a little bit of characteristic there. If you had to do this going forward, would you recommend any adjustments? Is this, in your opinion, is this the direction that we may need to go? Not necessarily on all tracks, but maybe some tracks? Uh, I think it'd be fun at certain racetracks. Um, I think that it works better than some at certain racetracks. Um, with that being said, we're going to stick to what we've been doing in the past um, as far as putting it in the driver's hands and making them drive it. Um, that's really what I like is going to racetracks where the driver can really make a difference. Of course, you were wheeling Chip Ganassi's number 42 car over the weekend, the Chevy Accessories Chevrolet for Chip Ganassi Racing. What's life like over there? You've been uh, you've been driving for them on a part-time basis, and you've really been getting yourself immersed over there at Chip Ganassi Racing with Felix Sabatas. How's that going for you? It's good. Um, it's been a really good adjustment this year. Um, we have a great team around us. Um, some great guys and just great overall people at Chip Ganassi Racing. Um, we've definitely run very well. We've had really fast race cars. Um, just looking forward to hopefully um, running up front some more. Um, but overall, it's been a really good experience. And can't thank uh, Chip and Fire Alarm Services and Chevy and everyone else that helps out to give myself this opportunity. When you've not been in the car, I've still seen you at the racetrack walking around with a headset on and hanging out with the team. What are you doing when you're not behind the wheel of that car with those crew members and with those guys over there? Uh, learning, listening, talking, um, going over notes, just kind of the whole weekend um, in general. I mean, the goal is to be running in the Cup Series one day and running full-time in the Xfinity Series in years to come. So um, with that being said, even when I'm not in the race car, it's still all about learning, learning as much as I can each and every week. Um, that they're at the racetrack and just trying to put everything that you can in your memory bank, the more knowledge and experience that you have, the better off you're going to be as a race car driver in the end. You've been doing a lot of learning. Are you gaining on it? What are you what are you obtaining by doing all the all the learning, all the talking, the observe, the the observing that that you're doing over there? Yeah, um, it, it more just goes back to experience and um, kind of seeing how the teams work, um, what they focus on each weekend that they're at the racetrack. Some racetracks are different than others. Um, some things you have to focus on more than others when you go to a certain racetrack. So kind of learning all the key components and important components when you go to a certain place. Um, I've never been to any of these racetracks in an Xfinity car, um, so it's definitely a whole new learning curve for me. Um, I've only been in a truck which drives pretty much completely different than an Xfinity car or Cup car, I'd say. Um, so it's just all about putting as much as you can in your memory bank for the future. And of course, you did that last year. Talking with John Hunter Nemechek, joining us here on NASCAR Live, going back to Iowa in the truck and the Xfinity car this weekend, but going back to Iowa as an Iowa winner. Um, what do you remember from that last experience when you were hoisting the trophy above your head in victory lane? Yeah, Iowa has been a really good place to me. We've had really fast trucks there 
every time I've been. Um, we've dominated some races there, but haven't won as many as I would have liked to there. Um, I know last year was a really special experience being able to win two in a row and um, to win for the first time in Iowa after we had been so close uh, so many times. But um, Iowa is a really fun racetrack. It's, you're able to move around a lot. You're able to run the bottom top, um, many different different lanes that you can run. The track changes quite a bit from day to night, too. So um, it's more about trying to stay up on your equipment as both races this weekend will start during the day and, and towards the night period. Um, it'll definitely be shaded. So um, that experience last year was a lot of fun, um, definitely a lot of smiles and um, knowing how much hard work it paid off at that moment in time. And, of course, to your earlier point, you're making your first Xfinity Series start at Iowa this weekend in that number 42 car for Chip Ganassi Racing. Is this um, – have you done double duty before? I think you have, but I can't be for sure. You ever done that back and forth, back and forth before? Uh, not in the NASCAR ranks. Um, I have done it in late models, running super late models, per late models, um, just bouncing back and forth between cars. So this weekend it will be a little bit different experience um, as the races are a little bit longer, um, longer practice sessions, and uh, the schedule is a little bit more hectic. But I'm looking forward to it. Um, laps are laps, and we're looking forward to just getting to run two races um, this weekend. I know being a driver and being at the racetrack when you're not in a vehicle or Watching a race, it's not as fun as when you're actually driving. Um, I've always been told that you're a better driver than you are a spectator. So uh, definitely looking forward to being able to run both the NASCAR and World Truck Series and NASCAR Xfinity Series this weekend. And your father, Joe, is going to be there at the racetrack with you. It's Father's Day weekend. How cool is it going to be able to spend Father's Day weekend at the track with Dad? Yeah, it will definitely be very special. Last year we were able to get Dad a win on Father's Day um, in Gateway. So hopefully we can do the same this weekend. Well, all the best to you. Appreciate you stopping by and visiting with us here on NASCAR Live. Doing good uh, in that Xfinity car. Doing good in the truck. And we wish you the best in trying to pick up some more wins here coming up this weekend. Thanks. Appreciate you for having me. That is John Hunter Nemechek. Coming up next, we'll chat with NASCAR Xfinity Series point leader Elliot Sadler. And later, Kevin Harvick talks about juggling the duties of being a NASCAR superstar and a dad. Kyle Petty here. My friends at Click and Close, the official mortgage provider of NASCAR, have stepped up this year to support Victory Junction through the fastest lap of the race program on NASCAR radio. So join our team. Go to clickandclose.com slash NASCAR today to donate $43 or more and help us give the gift of camp to children with serious medical conditions. That's clickandclose.com slash NASCAR. And just look for the Victory Junction logo. Thanks to Click and Close and NASCAR radio for their support this season. Ladies and gentlemen, a new NASCAR Fantasy Live is back for a new season and new victories. Start your engine! Newly engineered with a new format, new ways to win, new ways to compete, and new ways to earn yourself the title of NASCAR Fantasy Champion. Visit NASCAR.com slash fantasy today to sign up, pick your drivers, and compete for the win. So who you riding with? NASCAR Fantasy Live. NASCAR Xfinity Series point leader Elliot Sadler is coming up next. But first, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. He worked lap traffic to perfection to stay with Allgaier tonight. When he got the lead, he has worked lap traffic to perfection and taken to victory lane. Here tonight in Iowa, Elliot Sadler wins the U.S. Cellular 250 to the NASCAR Nationwide Series. Now, back to Mike Bagley. 
That's how it sounded Saturday, August 4th, 2012. Elliot Sadler going to Victory Lane in the U.S. Cellular 250 at Iowa Speedway. In case you're curious, Justin Allgaier, Sam Hornis Jr., Michael Annette, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., the rest of the top five that day. That was one of Elliott's 13 wins in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Let's go to the hotline. Let's bring in the driver, the one main financial Chevy that's driven by Elliott Sadler right now. Elliott, welcome back to NASCAR Live. How are you? Oh, man, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? We are doing fantastic. We're transitioning out of a difficult weekend at Michigan and uh, getting ready to head off to Iowa Speedway this weekend. Of course, over the weekend, we were running at Michigan International Speedway. New aero package, Mother Nature was a factor. Was that race as chaotic from your seat as as it was from where we were? Well, I think uh, practice was chaotic on Friday. And I think, you know, a lot of us drivers learned what you could and could not do and how important the draft was and how important you need to have a dancing partner to make moves. Uh, so the race was a little bit more subdued on Saturday. And until we got right there at the end, we all knew weather was coming. And so you kind of had to be aggressive. But definitely a different, you know, style of race at Michigan than what we've seen there in the past. Well, speaking of the comparison from Friday to Saturday, we looked at the practice on Friday and, so it was, it was pretty intense. What what was differing there between Friday and what we saw in practice and then what we ended up seeing Saturday in the race? What changed from one to the other? Well, it's two, two things, Mike. Two, two things a bit, uh, is what changed to what the race looked like on Saturday compared to what practice was like on Friday. So we learned during practice that you had to be in the outside lane that if, if you wanted to make a pass on somebody on the inside, you had to have enough room to be able to clear those guys. You had to be able to get in the corner and slide up in front of them. If you were ever going to get trapped on the bottom, then you were definitely going to get freight trains on the outside. So you had to be, you know, more particular about when you pass somebody, even if you were faster than them, you really couldn't pull down and pass them unless you could clear them. That was the main thing we learned on Friday. The other thing that we learned that a couple of us drivers talked about uh, after practice if you could get two or three guys together that were fast, uh, you know, maybe like myself and Kyle Bush there in the first segment or uh, me and Harvick or somebody like that, that if you could get a couple guys that could pull the train really fast, uh, lead the pack and pull the train, you would make the train so fast that nobody could really get runs on you and you could keep track position that away. I mean, that's what our jobs are as drivers uh, to figure out what the new package brings you and you got to figure out a way around it to, to, to stay up front, be competitive. But they were the two things that I think we all learned the most on Friday to, 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 change the, to change the way the race looked on Saturday. Chatting with Elliot Sadler, giving us his point of view from matters in the LTI printing 250 here at uh, Michigan International Speedway this past weekend. Elliot, before we start dipping into Iowa speak, where's this race team right now? You guys are leading the points. You seem to have done everything that you can do except drive into victory lane. What's the status of this race team as uh, we work towards the middle reaches of this season? Well, our, our status is very positive. I, I have a great race team. We've been very fast each and every weekend. I mean, our stats show that. We have a lot of top five finishes, a lot of top ten finishes. We run in the top five a lot. You know, a little frustrating that we haven't been to victory lane. I mean, a lot of that's on my shoulders. I, I could have done a better job probably Dover or blocked a little better at Daytona or you know, we were close to winning at Richmond. There's a few tracks that stand out or races to us. That, um, you know, Michigan, I probably had one of the best cars all day long in Michigan on Saturday. And 
uh, you know, was not able to control the race as much as I needed to when I was out front. So as far as a team, we're right where we want to be. We, we feel like we have speed, we have consistency, and doesn't really matter what style of track we're on. So we're going to try to keep that confidence. We're going to continue to try to learn through the summer months because, you know, when, when the chips start being laid on the table in September and October, we got to be ready to go. So we're starting to build towards that moment. You know, it's all about winning. We all know that. You win, you're automatically in the playoffs. But it's all about consistency as well. And I guess if you can't have the former – You'd rather have the latter and just point your way in. I know you want to win, but you got a backup plan there. I would say that as a race car driver of a team that's knocking out top five, top ten finishes week in and week out, that's got to give you some sort of peace of mind to know that we're there. We're just that bit shy there of going to victory lane. That's right. And look, you know, we we want to win. I want to win. My guys deserve it. You know, my sponsors, One Main Financial and Hunt Brothers Pizza and Armor Foods, they deserve it as well for us to be in victory lane. And we, we, we need to do that for them. But but I think us running as good as we have all year and, and being as good as we are in the points, we, we can afford to be aggressive. We showed that on Saturday with some off-the-wall pitch strategy to try to keep track position, to try to control the race as the new rain was coming, that we wouldn't have never taken – that chance uh, or that pitch strategy if we were not where we were in the point. So I think uh, it, it, is, it is rewarding us to, to be as good as we've been so far this year that we can try some different things to try to get out front and sneak a win in here or there, and, and that's our goal moving forward. Well, you got a shot to do it this coming Sunday in the Iowa 250 at Iowa Speedway. You've won there before. What kind of challenges does a racetrack, a 7-8-mile racetrack like Iowa Speedway throw your way in the – and the cruiseway in practice and qualifying and the like. Honest tracks I have ever raced at because it's got so much character to it. It's got the big bump in one and two. It's got the patches in the middle of three and four. You can run on the bottom, the middle of the top. You really can move around. And turn two is nothing like turn four. Turn one is opposite to turn three. There's a lot of different things that can happen on that seven, eight-mile racetrack. It has a lot of speed to it but also a lot of short track uh, characteristics. A fun, fun place. One of my favorite places to go to each and every time. Uh, we learned some we, – we ran very well there, both races last year. Spring race easy, the first race. Uh, but we, we, we had an a, a engine issue that, that kept us out of victory lane. I think we still finished seventh or eighth with, with that. And uh, we came back the second time and had another top uh, five car the entire day so we we love that place we got a good setup for that we just got to make sure we go fine tune it, get it right and hopefully have a good day on sunday well it's always a pleasure to watch you guys do your thing there at iowa it's a fan favorite and i know that uh, you guys won't disappoint us sunday there in the iowa 250 live coverage right here on the motor racing network mrn.com your destination for all things leading up to including and after the Iowa 250 weekend. Elliot, appreciate the time. All the best to you this weekend. And as always, we appreciate you spending time with us here on NASCAR Live. All time, guys, man. Anytime. Call me anytime. Thank you, Mark. We'll do it. That's Elliot Sadler. Coming up next, we're going to look back on the events of this week in NASCAR history. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is NHRA Funny Car Driver Courtney Force. 
Time to head to Advance Auto Parts for low prices and tons of free services. We offer free battery, starter, and alternator testing and free battery installation with purchase. Plus, Speed Perks members earn up to $20 in rewards. Don't miss out. Visit an Advance or participating CarQuest Auto Parts store near you today. Advance Auto Parts. Let's get you back on the road. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Uh, we're getting ready to take her on to the house with this week's edition of NASCAR Live. In a moment, we'll hear from some of the dads of NASCAR as we get ready for Father's Day weekend. But first, let's turn back the clock on another edition of This Week in NASCAR History. 1978 is where we start this week. Grease opened up in theaters. From that soundtrack, You're the One That I Want, is number one on the radio. On ABC TV, the long-running news show 2020 was in just its second week, and NASCAR was at Riverside Raceway in Southern California. Benny Parsons beat Richard Petty by 29 seconds to win the Napa 400. Less than 14 seconds away from victory in the Napa 400 is Benny Parsons, LFV, North Carolina. He just nurses the car out of turn number nine, comes out high against the rail. Checkered flag is displayed, and the winner with his fist up, pointing number one. Belongs to Benny Parsons, first National City Travelers Check team out of Ellerby, North Carolina. Let's move things up five years now to 1983. The police are on the radio with every breath you take. In the news, Pioneer 10 became the first man-made object to leave the solar system. On primetime TV, Dallas and Dynasty were the top-rated TV shows. And NASCAR was at Pocono. Bobby Allison took the checkers for the third straight time at the Tricky Triumph. Just the home track for several Winston Cup drivers and also for two car owners, the Gardner brothers from Hamden, Connecticut, waiting in victory lane for their driver, Bobby Allison. The Miller High Life Buick and the leader of the Alabama gang takes the checkered flag from Harold Kinder and wins his third straight race at Pocono. And we end this week in 1995. John Michael Montgomery has his self-titled album in the top spot on the country charts. In the O.J. Simpson trial, prosecutors had O.J. try on gloves that were allegedly used in the murders that he was accused of. And NASCAR was again racing at Pocono. Terry Labonte led the final seven laps of the UAW GM Teamwork 500 before he got the checkered flag. I said, hey, pretty lady, won't you give me a sign? Heck of a day for Terry Labonte, a super run for Ted Musgrave. He'll come home in second, but the man who is 10th in points wins for the second time in 1995. And those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. This weekend is Father's Day. And recently, Kevin Harvick chatted about being a dad, the struggles of separating his weekend duties with his day-to-day relationship with son Keelan. You know, I think when, when you look at everything that's going on, it, it just, every week feels like a normal week. I, I understand that, that things are, are going exceptionally well, um, you know, here at the racetrack and, and at every racetrack that we've been to so far. Um, but there's this, that, there's that, there's that, just that that way of uh, grounding that you get grounded when you're at home um, because honestly my kids could care less about what happens here my uh, my son is more excited that I show up to his baseball games and and stand on first base and tell him you know tell him whether to run to second or not and you know those types of things he's he's more concerned about me dropping him off in the carpool line and and those those things just have a you know they just have a way of just keeping you grounded uh, keeping your mind off of, of what's going on here and really makes this secondary to, um, you know, life in general. 
and and to me that's a good thing because you really don't have I, I don't have time to really stop and and think about it um it's very similar to you know kind of the the, the thought i would tell you that that happened in 2001 um coming in and, and driving dale's car we raced so much it's different but it's 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 kind of the same because we it kind of it kind of guards you from being able to really pay attention to all the things that are happening and going on and and you know the actual attention and and uh things that are that are being given to the situation so i kind of just hide my hole during the week i i go to i go to you know i, I went to five meetings this week and uh participated in you know a lot of conversations about the sport uh participated in a lot of conversations about our team um, did, did interviews, but all that happens in between when Keelan goes to school. Uh, it's all scheduled around his baseball games. I mean, those are, you know, those are all things that are that are first priority. So, you know, that that to me helps keep this um, in its position of, of number two and helps helps keep you from really realizing everything that's actually happening. That's the man that's dominating the Cup Series right now, Kevin Harvick keeping his priorities in line. Our thanks to Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, Noah Gregson, and John Hunter Nemechek for joining us this week. That will put a wrap on this week's show. And as always, we thank you for you tuning in as well. Enjoy Father's Day weekend. Enjoy the doubleheader at Iowa Speedway coming up this weekend as well. And we'll talk to you again next week right here on NASCAR Live. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. So long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best.